The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. Here's the news. As many cities in China are hit by high temperatures this summer, escaping the summer heat by traveling to cities blessed with abundant summer tourism resources has become an increasingly popular choice among Chinese travelers. According to the data center of the Ministry of Culture and Tourism, in the third quarter of this year, the overall travel intention of high-temperature cities reached over 94%. Boasting a cooler climate, Changchun City in northeastern China's Jilin province serves as a summer refuge for many domestic tourists each year. To welcome visitors from across the country, the zoological and botanical garden of Changchun has unveiled a park themed around the famous Chinese novel Journey to the West. Tourists can catch glimpses of familiar characters like the Monkey King while immersing themselves in the charm of traditional Chinese culture. During the three-day Dragon Boat Festival holiday, which started on June 22nd, the park received almost 150,000 visitors, an 18-fold increase year-on-year. Du Guijiang, who is a project leader of the garden, said that China's localized amusement parks have great potential with intellectual properties of traditional culture. Consumption scenarios like water parks, summer resorts, and cold drink stores have become popular this summer. A report released by the China Tourism Academy shows that China's summer resort tourism and related markets have reached 1.2 trillion yuan, over 168 billion U.S. dollars, to 1.5 trillion yuan in value. Data from online travel agency Trip.com Group shows that summer travel orders for destinations like the cities of Chengdu, Kunming, and Guiyang has grown by 170%, 63%, and 57% year-on-year, respectively as of July 3rd. In order to meet the increasingly customized and diversified needs of tourists, popular destinations such as Hubei, Shanxi, 
and Heilongjiang have been exploring practices, including camping bases, intangible cultural heritage experiences, and night markets. The summer economy can also drive the development of tourism, catering, and other related industries, injecting new vitality into economic growth. China will further optimize its modern tourism system while promoting the development of business forms such as summer tourism. That is according to a development plan for the tourism sector during the 14th five-year plan period from 2021 until 2025. This is Special English. An exhibition featuring the splendors of Dunhuang's civilization on the ancient Silk Road has opened in Hangzhou, in East China's Zhejiang province. The exhibition showcases over a hundred Dunhuang cultural relics including more than 30 sets of first-class artifacts, many of which are considered to be national treasures. Titled, Splendors of Civilization, Dunhuang Along the Silk Road, the exhibition comprises four main sections, namely the politics and economy of ancient Dunhuang, the society and daily life, the millennium-long connection between Dunhuang and Zhejiang, as well as the caves and mural art. It presents a range of archaeological discoveries from Dunhuang, such as stone pagodas, silk fabrics, bamboo slips, painted bricks, and sutra scrolls, all serving to highlight the cultural exchanges and mutual influences taking place along the Silk Road. Among the artifacts on display, visitors can admire exquisitely preserved Buddhist pagodas, as well as a diverse array of other artifacts from Dunhuang. Of particular interest are the black and white round pebbles found in Shoucheng City ruins. Some are finely polished, while others remain in their natural state. Research has revealed that these pebbles are ancient Go pieces. Historical records discovered during archaeological excavations suggest that Shoucheng City may have been a renowned Go piece production base during the Tang Dynasty over 1100 years ago, with the reputation of these pieces extending as far as the capital city of Chang'an. In addition to the unearthed artifacts, 
One of the highlights of the exhibition is the reconstructed scene of Cave 285, also known as the Hall of the Gods, from the famous Mogao Grottoes in Dunhuang. This cave primarily focuses on Buddhism, but also incorporates elements of Taoism, Hinduism, Brahmanism, and ancient Greek mythology. It serves as a testament to the culmination of these diverse cultures. The exhibition offers visitors a captivating journey through the rich history and cultural significance of Dunhuang, showcasing the enduring legacy of the Silk Road and its impact on different civilizations. It runs until August 22nd. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. China has announced the official start of the construction of an ultra-low orbit satellite constellation. According to the China Aerospace Science and Industry Corporation, one of the country's major space contractors, the first satellite of the ultra-low orbit satellite constellation will be launched in December, carrying payloads such as an optical remote sensing camera, space-borne intelligent processing equipment, and an atomic oxygen detector. An ultra-low orbit is an orbital altitude of less than 300 kilometers. Its dynamic environment is complex and needs to offset the effects of the rapid decay of the satellite orbit due to heightened atmospheric drag. Despite technical challenges with long-term operations, ultra-low orbits have high value. With lower orbit altitudes, the Earth observation can shift from remote sensing to near observation, which has lower costs, higher resolution, and shorter transmission delays. Chief designer Zhang Nan said the satellite constellation will achieve half-meter spatial resolution and transmit spatial information to users within 15 minutes. The satellite constellation can provide effective data support for emergency rescue, fire monitoring, as well as disaster prevention and alleviation work. The developer plans to complete the launch of a nine-satellite cluster in 2024 and a network of 192 satellites in orbit by 2027. By 2030, 
300 satellites are expected to be operational in orbit, providing diversified and real-time remote sensing services and realizing global response capabilities within 15 minutes. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. The strong wind was howling and whistling. He was the first Chinese citizen to graduate from Yale University in the mid-19th century. I was born on the 17th of November. She had prominent features. Three of us were old enough to lend a helping hand. He navigated between two vastly different cultures and moved further to realize his dream and promote understanding between the people of China and the United States. Ye Minxing was a native of Hamyang. I realized no danger. China is really awakening. Come and join us in discovering the incredible journey of Yong Wang in his autobiography, My Life in China and America. Check out the audible stories on radio.cgtn.com and all major podcast platforms. Just search for the podcast Books and Beyond and find My Life in China and America. This is Special English. The Beijing Daxing Economic Development Zone has unveiled a three-year action plan to promote the rapid development of the digital economy. Chang Shui-ju, director of the Administrative Commission of the Zone, said the plan will build an industrial cluster with revenues from the digital economy reaching over a hundred billion, about 13.8 billion U.S. dollars. According to the plan, by 2025, the zone will strive to become a new engine for regional economic development, a new pace-setter for the global digital economy, a new carrier for digital technological innovation and application, as well as a new model for the development of digital industrial parks. By then, revenues of digital enterprises in the zone are set to reach over a hundred billion yuan. Chung added more efforts will be made to boost digital technological innovation, strengthen data application, introduce more talent, and further tackle issues faced by enterprises and create a world-class business environment. Wang Xiaopeng an official from the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology said software is the foundation of digital economic development and will help boost China's strength in manufacturing, cyberspace, and build a digital China. According to Wang, the revenue of China's software business reached over 10 trillion yuan last year, up by 11.2% year-on-year 
year on year. He also warned of challenges and difficulties from the imbalances and inadequacies in the industry's overall development, saying more efforts should be made to accelerate key software breakthroughs and applications, promote the open source development, and accelerate the high-quality development of the software industry. Wang's views were echoed by Zhu Xi'an, deputy head of the Beijing Municipal Bureau of Economy and Information Technology, who said the software industry has become a key driving force for the development of the digital economy. Looking ahead, he said Beijing will boost the development of emerging sectors such as artificial intelligence, cloud computing, and blockchain. More efforts will be made to continuously optimize the business environment and increase the support for next-generation software in terms of financing, talents, and intellectual property. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. In a field in Dongjiegang National Nature Reserve in South China's Hainan Province, Wang Shijun stepped on the mud to carefully observe the seedlings of red-flowered black mangroves. As a national first-class protected wild plant in China, the red-flowered black mangroves are known as coast guards. Due to a lack of protection, their wild population in China decreased from 350 in 2006 to 14 in 2014. In recent years, with the efforts of people like Wang Shijun, the number of mangroves has increased to about 2,300, an epitome of the growing local efforts to protect the ecological environment. Since 1980s, Wang participated in an investigation of mangrove distribution in Hainan and got to know this special plant in Dadun village in Lingshui Li Autonomous County. Wang recalled at that time there were four to five hundred red-flowered black mangrove trees which were spectacular at first glance. In 2013, the number of trees dropped sharply and even reached the verge of extinction. At the same year, Wang joined in the conservation of the trees. In 2014, Wang and his colleagues went to Sanya to search for seeds of red-flowered black mangroves. They put what they found in a nature reserve for cultivation 
and managed to cultivate 240 seedlings. However, a strong typhoon landed and almost wiped out these seedlings. Wong said the sludge brought by the seawater after the high tide buried all the seedlings, which were less than one centimeter tall at that time. Wong and his co-workers used cotton balls to brush seedlings one by one over the course of half a month. Wong said crabs and mice pose a threat to delicate seedlings as crabs will claw out after high tide and if they are not driven away by night, they might eat up all the seedlings the next day. Wong added it is necessary to water the trees four or five times a day. Otherwise, they will suffer from sunburn. About eight years ago, the Dongjiagang National Nature Reserve Authority vacated a base of 1.33 hectares for the mangrove plantation. Wong said the trees transplanted there grow very well with the biggest one standing three to four meters high. This is Special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. An exhibition featuring the splendors of Dunhuang civilization on the ancient Silk Road has opened in Hangzhou, in East China's Zhejiang province. The exhibition showcases over a hundred Dunhuang cultural relics, including more than 30 sets of first-class artifacts many of which are considered to be national treasures. Titled Splendors of Civilization, Dunhuang Along the Silk Road, the exhibition comprises four main sections, namely the politics and economy of ancient Dunhuang, the society and daily life, the millennium-long connection between Dunhuang and Zhejiang, as well as caves and mural art. It presents a range of archaeological discoveries from Dunhuang, such as stone pagodas, silk fabrics, bamboo slips, painted bricks, and sutra scrolls, all serving to highlight the cultural exchanges and mutual influences taking place along the Silk Road. Among the artifacts on display, visitors can admire exquisitely preserved Buddhist pagodas, as well as a diverse array of other artifacts from Dunhuang. Of particular interest are the black and white round pebbles found in Shouchang City ruins. Some are finely polished, while others remain in their natural state, Research has revealed that these pebbles are ancient Go pieces. Historical records discovered during archaeological excavations suggest that Shouchang City may have been a renowned Go piece production base during the Tang Dynasty over 1100 years ago, with the reputation of these pieces extending as far as the capital city of Chang'an. In addition to the unearthed artifacts, one of the highlights of the exhibition is the reconstructed scene of Cave 285 also known as the Hall of the Gods from the famous Mogao Grottoes in Dunhuang. This cave primarily focuses on Buddhism, but also incorporates elements of Taoism, Hinduism, Brahmanism, and ancient Greek mythology. 
It serves as a testament to the culmination of these diverse cultures. The exhibition offers visitors a captivating journey through the rich history and cultural significance of Dunhuang, showcasing the enduring legacy of the Silk Road and its impact on different civilizations. It runs until August 22nd. This is the end of today's program. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing, and I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.